angels, he called them. You think a devil would know a devil. Welcome to Our Life in Horror. We're a horror movie podcast with a gore-filled side of news, physical media, and everything spooky. My name is Brendan, a horror addict since birth, and with me always is my horror queen, Sam. Hi guys, we are Our Life in Horror. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and our email is ourlifeinhorror at hotmail.com. Uh, we also have a Patreon now. Uh, if you're interested to go subscribe, we have after-hours shows, bonus episodes, and more. Shout out to our Patreon members, Sean, Miki, and Bo. Thank you for subscribing. And we actually have Miki on today. How are you, Miki? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. good. <laughs> um, have you been watching anything lately? We usually ask our guests that first. So, <laughs> Yes, I have. So I just watched um, Night of the Creeps for the first time. Oh, okay. Ooh, I, seen I absolutely loved it. Five out of five for me. It's a really good one. I haven't seen mm. that. You and, uh, I'm not sure if you like it. It technically has aliens in it. Uh, yeah, not my thing. I was going to put it on as a Patreon bonus episode, like uh, up on the poll. Okay. That would be excellent. That would be perfect. It's so good. Oh my gosh, I'm so rude. I totally forgot. Do you want to plug your accounts? <laughs> sure. I, don't I jumped right really, into it. <laughs> I don't really do anything, but I have a Twitter and that's pretty much it. It's Cheesy Miki with eyes instead of eyes. Awesome. Go follow Miki. <laughs> <laughs> I just retweet a bunch of scary stuff. <laughs> perfect. We love that. <laughs> um have you watched anything else or not really um i also watched uh one i just recommended to you over twitter what was it the oh, i forget what it was called manitou manitou the manitou that's what it is brendan right you were um, gonna watch that weren't you i think i had planned to like a long time ago um but yeah i never i never picked it up that's an older film correct it's from 78 yeah it's really good <laughs> Is that a J horror? No, it's um, it's a lot like Poltergeist, the original okay. Poltergeist. Okay, okay, cool. For some reason, from the from the poster that you sent us, I was like, I got it confused with uh, um, Tetsu the Iron Man. Oh, I was gonna watch that the other night, but I didn't. <laughs> I started it, didn't finish it. <laughs> I heard good things about that one, but I haven't gotten around to seeing that one either. But the tra- the for some reason the the posters kind of look the same, so that's why I got confused and I sound sad uh, about it. But I was so uh, far off; I was definitely on the wrong movie. <laughs> see, one other movie I watched was The House Bunny, but that one's not too scary. So, is that the one with Anna Ferris? <laughs> yes, I love Anna Ferris. <laughs> I haven't seen that since it like came out. I don't think <laughs> it's still spectacular. I love her too. I should rewatch that. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, have you uh, watched anything? Um, let me see. What have I been watching? Um, I caught up on From. So oh. I'm on season two, episode three. I caught up to you finally. Mm-hmm. And then I have also crushed the first two episodes of the Dead Ringer 
remake TV series. Ooh, I'm excited for that. I it, watched the first episode, but that's it so far. Yeah, the first episode's pretty graphic. Like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> it was way more graphic than I expected it was going to be. Like, way more graphic like than uh, the original from David Cronenberg. I couldn't believe it. I was like, after like the first five minutes, I was like, uh, do I want to continue watching this? <laughs> that gives me a lot of hope. um i also watched from so i'm caught up on that um i started watching season two of yellow jackets i'm not as into it as i was the first season i think i've watched three episodes so far i'm hoping if i push through maybe it'll get good again (laughs) Uh, i only saw the first episode of the first season i haven't watched anything past that it just didn't grab me how i thought it might it gets good, but then, like I said, second season also didn't grab me, so I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, besides that, I'm watching my reality TV. I started season one of F-Boy Island. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> when did you start that? I started that work one? the other day. It's <laughs> There's two seasons out. I just didn't get into it when it first came out, but now that I actually like took the time to watch it, it's hilarious. It's basically three girls that go to this well this villa this island whatever and 24 or 28 guys on the island and half of them are self-proclaimed fuck boys and the other half are nice guys and they have to basically date these guys and try to figure out who the nice guys are and try to find love whereas the fuck boys are just trying to win money so they have to eliminate (laughs) the fuck boys it's so stupid so good though sounds entertaining (laughs) (laughs) it's trash but i love my trash (laughs) um that's about it though um do you collect physical media miki i don't just everything's on streaming now yeah that's fair (laughs) i've got a few select series on dvd but that's all what do you have i've got the originals the nightmare on elm streets the friday the 13th that kind of stuff okay cool Brendan, have you gotten anything recently? Because I think you have. <laughs> yeah, you know I have. Um, I picked up some movies off of Bo today. I got um, Play Dead, which we have an Instagram review out of. Yes. Um, starring Jerry O'Connell and Bailey Madison. It was pretty good. Um, I also got this movie called Unwelcome. It looks ridiculous. It looks like some elves are going to terrorize these people in a cabin. Ooh, like, that sounds cool. I like elves. Like christmas looking elves almost. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So I got that. And then we got M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, Knock at the Cabin, which we both have not seen yet. I have not either. No. I have the book too, but I wanted to read the book first, but now I don't really have any desire to read it, to be honest. So <laughs> I might just watch the movie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and then we'll talk about the other stuff i picked up next week okay. just so i have something saved for next week's conversation <laughs> <laughs> um horror news then brendan okay so horror news um we're gonna start out with some trailers and i think the trailer i want to discuss first is going to be motion detected um this um this is a horror movie coming from the inside of your smart home release date is may 19th on video on demand what are your guys thoughts 
think it looks pretty good, if not a little low budget and maybe a bit on the nose. I noticed the security system featured in it was called Diablo. <laughs> I think that's a bit silly, but it looks like it might be able to set up some good scares. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, and home invasion is one of my like big fears, not gonna lie. I like that too. It almost reminded me of uh, like a Black Mirror episode almost. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for it too. It looks like the smart home is maybe fucking with this girl and gonna drive her nuts. Yeah. Who's the actress? I, I didn't write that down. Don't ask, don't That's ask, okay. don't ask me she too looks, many questions about these movies. We were watching the trailer on a small phone. It looks like the girl from 90210, but I don't think it is. <laughs> I thought it was for a bit, though, but I'll have to look into that later. It definitely looks low budget, but it looks like it could pull off some decent scares. Um, the next one we'll talk about is... the I, I picked a teaser trailer again. I look at the articles and it <laughs> says trailer, but it's just a fucking teaser trailer for... Poor things. This is director Yorgos Lanthimos, uh, who puts a wildly unique spin on Frankenstein. And the film stars William Defoe, Emma Stone, Christopher Abbott, and Mark Ruffalo. This is going to be releasing the theater September eighth, twenty twenty three. This one looks beautiful. It looks right up my alley. I like that surrealist art style. It looks like it almost reminded me of like cat in the hat like just like out of this world <laughs> kind of does it's got him a stone so i'll watch it yeah me too i love her and um mark ruffalo is his name from 13 going on 30 i love him yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm excited if it's a new take on uh young franken or not young frankenstein but frankenstein i'm excited i like all the different like uh the set pieces and stuff like that how it's all like designed differently almost kind of like the trailer for uh bo is afraid that's what I was thinking too. I haven't seen that yet, but I really want to. Yeah, yeah neither have we. <laughs> Hopefully soon, though, because I really want to check that one out. I hear it's mind bending, mind bending, crazy. Yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> um, and the last trailer we got is gonna be this year's, I think, summer blockbuster, The Meg to the Trench. Superstar Jason Statham is back with a bunch of. The other cast to do battle against not one, not two, but three megalodons and other creatures from the trench. Catch the action on August 4th. I love a shark movie. I'm down. I was going to say, I normally don't like dumb action movies, but this one, it's got dinosaurs, giant sharks, giant octopus. I'm going to have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer had that song from Guitar Hero, Barracuda. Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh God, that was whoever edited the trailer for it. They did perfect. It yeah. <laughs> have you guys watched the first one? I have. Yeah. Um, I watched it. But I wasn't fully paying attention. <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan. It looks like they outdo themselves with the second one, though. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It looks definitely looks more wild and crazy. Um, I actually like the first one just because it's kind of shut your brain off and it's just dumb fun. Yes, dumb action. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that there might be a little more scares going on. But I probably will doubt that with all the action that we see in the trailer. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It kind of sucks because it kind of looks like they might use like reuse some of the same 
cliches as they did in the first one, but like, I guess, like, what else are, would they do in that kind of situation? Yeah, it gave me kind of. Have you guys seen Underwater? Uh, Brendan has. I have, yeah. Kristen it was giving me some underwater vibes with the mech suits at the bottom of the ocean. It yeah, pretty- I'm worried that that's only going to be like 10 minutes of the movie. Probably. And then we're just going <laughs> to jump right back into like exactly what the first one was like mm-hmm. we clearly see the sharks going to like a new beach to terrorize some people so yes i did love the part in the trailer though where there's the couple on the um what's it called not a paddle board a paddle boat yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like trying to cycle away really fast yeah that's funny <laughs> you know, i saw sam just giggling <laughs> 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 um but that is all the trailers i have for this week um I didn't look too hard, but I did look decently hard at news, so I do got some. Um, we'll start out with some TV cancellations. Oh, uh, no. Yes, there's <laughs> a couple of them. Uh, CW's The Winchesters, a prequel c- series to the hit show Supernatural, has been canceled just after one season. Hmm. I can't say I mind too much. I never finished Supernatural. I didn't either. It just got crazy. <laughs> yeah. How far did you make it? Maybe season eight. Oh, okay. I made it a little further. I did 10 and then I, I walked <laughs> out after that. Um, But like the, the Winchesters was like Jensen Ackles baby. Like mm-hmm. he was the one that set it up with the CW and got it off the ground. And uh, apparently fans are either have had enough of it or they weren't feeling what the show was all about. Oh, yeah, that's okay with me. I think Supernatural <laughs> probably ran for too long. Um, and hopefully no one got too attached to Netflix's Lock and Key because it has also been canceled after just one season. I watched the first season and I really loved it, but for some reason I just couldn't pick it back up with the second one. No? Is this the second season from Lock and Key? I'm pretty sure. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, that show has also been canceled. Netflix loves canceling shows. Yeah. <laughs> um. See, big Beetlejuice two news coming up. Uh, the cast is shaping up to be an excellent ensemble for the ages, which is adding Will- Willem Dafoe. I'm gonna trip over some names here, and <laughs> Monica Bellucci. I believe how you say her name. Uh, alongside Michael Keaton, Rondon Ryder, Catherine O'Hara, and Jenna Ortega. The long-awaited sequel is set to hit theaters September 6th, 2024. I'm so excited. Jenna Ortega is perfect for this role. I'm so, so excited. I'm excited for it, too. <laughs> Definitely. I'm excited to see Michael Keaton come back. I wonder how raunchy is going to be. because <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know a lot of like I, more recent reviews of Beetlejuice. A lot of people do not appreciate the humor Michael Keaton brought to that mm-hmm. role. And it's a lot of like... Ooh, that it was definitely a little brash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can uh, see. Him... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say the only thing that worries me a bit is that I'm worried they might use CGI a bit more than practical on this new one because the practical effects in the first one are so good. Mm, let's hope that they don't. Because yeah, that's kind of what makes it special, right? With the sandworms and stuff. <laughs> the sandworm is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
let me see what else is I going to say. I've been seeing like poster arts for this movie for years, and I keep seeing fan-made ones of Johnny Depp being in it, but I mm-hmm. still haven't heard anything about Johnny Depp being in it. But I think you'd make like a good husband role to Winona Ryder. Oh, that would be interesting. Just throwing a theory out there. I don't know if this <laughs> is actually going to happen or not. Uh, let me see what else we got for news. Sam, you might like this one. Adam McDonald, director of Backcountry's new movie, has begun uh, principal photography. The new film, titled Outcome the Wolves, follows a woman who brings her fiancé to a cabin deep in the woods to meet her male best friend. As tension rises between the two men, they set off for a deer hunt and descend into the darker side of nature. Oh, this no. film is slated for a late 2024 release. Do you think there's going to be a wolf attack like in Backcountry? <laughs> oh, gosh. Maybe. I'm nervous. <laughs> have you seen Backcountry, Miki? I have not. It's been on my list forever. And I do love survival movies, so yeah. I have to move it up my list. It's it's quite slow, but it's, <laughs> it's but brutal. It hits, it hits. <laughs> Yeah, this movie fucks Sam up. Yeah, I I used to always want to go backcountry camping, and now I really do not. <laughs> I don't think I ever would. There's like bugs and stuff. <laughs> Bear <laughs> and bears, you know. Bears, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Potentially wolves. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious now. Though I'm curious about that one. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm excited because he also did Pie Whack It. Oh, really? I did like that. Me yeah. too. So I think Backcountry was his first movie, and then Pie Wacket was his follow-up. Pie Wacket was tense. Like that one freaked me out. I almost good. I almost covered my eyes at a part. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Netflix, I'm kind of cutting back and forth between Netflix because I got a few more news. Netflix's the platform is getting a sequel with a. Uh, look at new characters as they fight for food to survive there's no release date yet love it i'm here for it i did love the first one as well yeah I like it kind of makes me sad if it's going to be a sequel that means their plan didn't work in the first one <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like those uh survival movies too and mm. i like uh it's not really a game but kind of is I agree. There's a weird category for it, but yeah, I know. I, I like. I know exactly what category you mean. They're great. Yeah, <laughs> like one of those uh, social commentary movies with it's kind of like blatantly in your face about it, but mm-hmm. it works really well. And that movie was absolutely disgusting. So I'm wondering how they're going to top it. <laughs> uh, Netflix has also got another sequel on the horizon. With uh, the massive phenomenon that was Bird Box, it's getting a sequel titled Bird Box Barcelona. It's set to mm-hmm. premiere July 14th. Interesting. Do you, do you guys remember the phenomenon that Bird Box was? <laughs> it's so funny because that came so strong and it lasted like five minutes and then it was gone. It was <laughs> yeah. okay. I didn't mind it, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Sam, thoughts? Yeah, I I remember watching it, but again, like I, I think that movie kind of blended in with what's the other, The Quiet Place. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> blends in with that. So I I if I had to, I'm Machine Gun Kelly's in that movie. That's all I know. He's in Bird oh. Box. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the guys in it. Yeah, but 
you get, I take it you guys didn't test your fate and walk around with blindfolds on for a couple no. days after watching <laughs> that this was movie. so stupid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like i think what's synonymously like what has made this movie so famous is the fact that people just did that <laughs> for fun for some reason oh i did not know yeah. that oh, oh yeah. it was a publicity thing it was so stupid oh <laughs> <laughs> okay um i got two more pieces of news here I got, let me see, Tremors, Predator 2, and Jurassic Park uh, effects artist Bill Basso has passed away at the age of 60. I did see that. Yeah, it's sad. I love Tremors. Oh, yeah, the Tremors, the Graboids are amazing. Yeah, he just does all the special effects work and stuff then. Oh, okay. Um, and then my last piece of news is Pedro Pascal will be starring in Barbarian director Zach Krieger's new film titled Weapons. Yes. There is currently still no plot or release date at this time. I'm here for well, it. Oh, he's in it, so I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for no apparent reason, right? <laughs> he's fantastic. I'm watching all of his movies. Yeah. And you're also a big pat, pat- uh Pascal fans here in this household. <laughs> Sent a whole bunch of memes. So what I send you uh, the other day, it was uh, like a little reel of me telling my boss that I'm not quitting, even though I've been thinking about it for the last like five days or something like that. Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. He's so, so memeable, as you said. I know. I just saw one too. What Disney princess was it looking in the mirror saying, I want to see my father? And then Pedro Pascal <laughs> shows up and he goes, I am a slutty daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, that was all the news, Brandon. That's all the news I got for this week. Stay tuned next week for more. All right. We got two truths and a lie then. Miki, who do you want to go first? Me or Brendan? Sam, go ahead. All right, I did mine on the main actress from the movie that we're doing today, Hellraiser. Um, <laughs> she is so pretty, Odessa. That's she is, name. yeah. Odessa is Eon. I'm. Eh, I probably. I didn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, it sounded good. <laughs> All right, so I did mine on her. So Odessa Zion is Odessa's stage name. Her real last name is Adwan. Uh, she has 10 pets, dogs, cats, and reptiles, and she was born in Hawaii. Oh, Which geez. one is the lie? Uh, I want to say the 10 pets won the second one. Um, That's not outlandish. We've got a lot of pets in this house, too. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the first one, actually, the stage name. Okay. Brendan? Okay. That was going to be my guess, but I want to go with something different. She does have that Hawaii look. Um, and yeah, 10 pets is totally realistic. But I'm going to go with the 10 <laughs> pets. I'm going to say that there's probably no reptiles. But she okay. looks like she probably has reptiles. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna say that's where I'm going. All right. Um, you're both wrong. She does have 10 <laughs> pets, and that is her stage name. Uh, she was born in Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, She's American. <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> okay, okay. Smart. So I did my two truths on a lie. Two truths and a lie. Blah, 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 blah. On Jamie Clayton, she plays <gasps> the new pinhead. 
Yes, and she's fantastic. <laughs> I know so, nothing about them, so. <laughs> so she has been acting ever since she was a little girl. She was born and raised in San Diego, California. And she initially worked as a makeup artist. Surely they couldn't have both been born in California. <laughs> Maybe that <laughs> second one. Um, I'll go with the first one. Maybe she didn't start acting as a child. So, didn't start acting as uh, as a child. And Miki, you're going with that she was not born in California. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. Okay, <laughs> Sam is correct. Damn. <laughs> um. <laughs> She didn't start acting until her 30s. Right. Mm. Right. Cool. And that is our two truths and a lie game. Ooh, I'm really bad at it. <laughs> no, you got one. Oh, no. Yeah. Nope. No, you didn't. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> You'll get him next time. <laughs> uh, so the movie we're doing is Hellraiser 2022. Thank you for picking this movie, Miki, because neither of us had seen it. So. And we both yes, wanted to watch course. it. Yeah. Um, when did you see this movie first? Did you did it go to theater? It did not, unfortunately. No, okay. I don't know why. It would have made so much money, I think. Um, so I watched it when it came out, which was 2022, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it about five times since. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you a fan of the originals then? I definitely am. Anything Clive Barker. Okay. Cool. Um, so we'll get into the cast and stuff. So Hellraiser has a six out of ten on IMDB and a sixty-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, initial release date was September 28th, 2022. A young woman must confront the sadistic supernatural forces behind an enigmatic puzzle box responsible for her brother's disappearance. Uh, director is David Bruckner, who also did The Night House, The Ritual, The Signal, and Southbound. Um, I could not find the budget or what it made, like, anywhere. Um this movie is starring Drew Starkey from Outer Banks and Love, Simon. Um, Odessa Azion from The Inhabitant and Grand Army. Jamie Clayton from Designated Survivor and Sense8. Brandon Flynn from 13 Reasons Why. Adam Faison from Everything's Gonna Be Okay and Into the Dark. And there's a lot more cast, but I'm just going to say those ones. <laughs> um so spoiler free thoughts what did you guys think of this movie i think it does a fantastic job at honoring the original but keeping things different it's not a retread it's completely different it builds upon instead of changes things so i think it was a really respectful reimagining and i think it was perfect all right brendan that's a good way to sum it up um it homages the original very well um it's still got its drama roots as well, which is what like the original was very highly of. Um, I think that for me, the runtime was probably a little too long. It's, it, but I was still interested the whole time. So it it kind of that that's the kind of point that kind of tugs and pulls at. I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing. Um, but I do think it's a really good and fresh uh, story 
for this franchise that has just been known for horrible and terrible sequels. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've, I've seen pretty much all of them other than, I think, one. Yeah, I just didn't see Judgment. So, so and like that was supposed to be like one of the better sequels too and i still haven't even gotten around to watching that one mm-hmm. but um yeah i think the i think a lot of things really shine in this movie and i was actually surprised but uh, i guess david bruckner um he said he did the night house and uh yeah a couple other movies that i'd noticed that are very good movies so with i knew i recognized his name on there but as soon as i saw his name i was like okay we're in for we're in good hands when we're when we're starting this movie Wait till you find mm-hmm. out. It was supposed to direct it in my fun facts later. It is Ooh. also a great director. <laughs> oh no! Okay, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> okay, I just oh no, I'm so curious. I'm probably gonna stop thinking about it. <laughs> okay, Sam, what are your spoiler thoughts? Spoiler free. Um... <laughs> spoiler free. Sorry. Um, I didn't mind it. I don't think. I've only seen the first two, if that's correct, Brendan. Yeah. And to be completely honest, I don't remember them that well. I don't know if we watched them, like, I don't know, when I was tired or what. But um, probably. Hungover, probably. That's the beginning (laughs) of our relationship. Um, (laughs) I don't remember them all that much. Um, I don't know if Hellraiser is really my thing. It feels a little sci-fi to me. Um, which isn't really my thing, but I do, I love the concept of like them inflicting pain and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Yes, that's very torture heavy. (laughs) So I'm down for that. Um, Mm -hmm. and I liked the cast. I really liked the main character. Um, she kind of reminded me of Mia from Evil Dead 2013, um, struggling with addiction. So I, I love that trope. Um, Yeah. We'll we'll get into it. <laughs> yes. So, um, spoilers ahead, people. <laughs> Describe this movie in three words. So my three words are dark, stylish, and sexy. Yeah. Okay. Mm, nice. I also have dark, atmospheric, and bloody. Okay. Yes, it was super atmospheric. I loved that about it. Um, I put dark. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I put dirty just because the like even just like the location of the town and everything just looked I don't know rough, rough. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I put addiction because <laughs> that's a big yeah. part of the movie. Um, <laughs> who was your guys's favorite character? Mine were uh, Riley and Matt, the brother and sister. Yeah. I have that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Brendan? Um, I'm gonna go with Riley as well. Um, yeah, I think she's pretty good. Again, it's like she's going through these struggles and stuff like that, so I understand her freakouts mm-hmm. on her brother and stuff. But that was kind of like making me kind of borderline, like her yeah. actions, because sometimes it's. She's just trying to get a rise out of her brother because I don't know why. But like, <laughs> when she has that drink with yeah. the after they steal the figuration and then she comes back home and uh, instead of trying to fix the problem, she just kind of wants to make it worse and explode. She's <laughs> probably trying to make a point 
to herself too that she's fucked up like maybe like she deserves to be lashed out on kind of or kicked out or something yeah it's def- it yeah. was definitely like a self-destructive move yeah um, I almost actually had Matt as my favorite character because I really liked him there at the beginning. He was a good brother. Yeah, but then he wasn't in it as much, so that's why I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I did really like Riley too, so that's why I put both of them. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> I was debating on putting Colin in, even though he's not in it for that long. I was like, yeah. Colin was just like a good dude throughout the whole movie, like like he's mm-hmm. trying to help the brother sister relationship the whole time mm-hmm. he's trying to understand with um, riley like what's happening and he didn't question her that it's not happening but he was questioning what was actually ha- like what how like the what the situation was i i really liked him it was very understanding and good character i really liked him too yeah he was so nice and supportive mm-hmm. yeah who do you guys have for least favorite character Mine's gonna be Roland Voigt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna also do that as well. I put Roland and I put Trevor just because he he wasn't so nice at the end. <laughs> he wasn't. He was nice to look at, but that's about it. <laughs> I was not expecting him to be in on it, to be honest. That actually that shocked completely me. caught me off guard the first time. Yeah, Same, actually, I was like, oh, damn. He did a really good <laughs> job at being like, we need to get the heck out of here, like acting like he was legitimately like, mm-hmm. which he probably was scared because, like, that's a fucking situation <laughs> to be in. But, like, yeah. he did a good job at making it seem like he was on their side, like, even like saying, I love you to her. And, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, girl yeah, played. <laughs> he was definitely good at uh, manipulating Riley. Mm-hmm. even though he does tell her not to do what she's doing and she kind of leads herself down this rabbit hole this whole time mm-hmm. yeah now do you think he actually dealt with addiction as well and just wanted the money or do you think he purposely went to like a aa meeting or 12-step program to prey on someone vulnerable Ooh, I never even thought about that, but that just makes him all the more evil, I and I kind of like that reading. <laughs> like, he could have just been looking for someone, like, that doesn't have their crap together, right? Or mm-hmm. maybe he just wants the cash for his fix or something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Best acting. Mine's going to Riley and Pinhead. Yeah, okay. I put Riley, Riley her sp- <laughs> specifically um, a moment whenever the brother and sister are fighting and she left. She was in the car sobbing and driving. That was so relatable and really good <laughs> acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I put um, Odeza Riley because, um, yeah, she just goes through so much in this movie and she mm-hmm. makes you believe it all. Yes. Yeah, same. I definitely uh, threw her down too. She has a very wide range of emotions that his, she has to portray throughout this whole movie and I find that she nailed every one of them. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anyone for worst acting in this movie? I didn't pick out any. I thought everyone was pretty good. Yeah. Brendan? No, actually, I, I didn't. I guess, like, uh, Nora, maybe, but, like, I wouldn't say that she even bothered me or anything. Just maybe noticed, like, a couple times there's a a couple like bad facial expressions or something like that but i wouldn't i I wouldn't say anybody was particularly horrible on this movie i'm kind of in the same boat um i did pick someone not even that he was horrible um but the guy in the very opening kit clark um 
Just, I don't know. If I had mm. to nitpick and pick someone. I liked Clark. Yeah? Yeah. I liked his muscles. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, score and soundtrack. So, in general, I'm not good at noticing scores. Mm. Um, <laughs> I said it gets the job done. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, if sound effects is in the section as well, I just yep. want to say the gasp and the chatterer, the noises they make, are terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely included in this category, and I agree. <laughs> um, this is also not my category, typically. Um, I just put that the opening shot of the city with that music was really intense. It was a good mm -hmm. good start to the, uh, the tone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, that's what I put to Epic Score when the box was opened. Um, and I like to whenever the uh, pinheads, uh, or sorry, pinheads, when the Cenobites are showing up, there's still that dong, you know, the bell from the original mm -hmm. film. So yes. I love how that musical cue is uh, carried over in this. And I like it too that only the people that are being affected can hear it. Mm -hmm. I noticed. Um, also, I like the sound mixing of Pinhead's voice. It being mixed with like uh, a man's voice as well, or altered in some way. Mm -hmm. It was really unsettling. Yeah, so it gives her that kind of uh, neutral gender sound mm -hmm. um, to her. So I really to her to this Cenobite priest. I really like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um, cinematography. Uh, I think it's beautiful. It's really dark, so I could see how people could complain about that. But I think the darkness really uh, is a good thing. <laughs> it supports everything. Whenever the lighting shows up, the blue and red lighting makes it really pretty. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I didn't write too much, but I know what you mean. <laughs> and I thought the skylight in that, um, like the shots of that skylight in the 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 mansion, I guess. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, That's it was really pretty. Mood. Yeah, especially yeah. when it opens up towards the end. Yeah. yeah I wrote that I wrote that down too, Sam. Um this, this movie's really dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, we watched it this morning, the second half of it, and that was kind of a mistake. <laughs> Sam, were you struggling as much as I was? A little bit at times, yeah. Yeah, this movie's really dark. So I definitely suggest watching this at night at some point. We were I was able to see everything. But yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Uh, I agree with that. All the shots are really nice. I love the house afterwards, how it's completely encased in its own puzzle box, <laughs> like the the mansion. Um, I like the shot of the the first time uh, the blood is like being seeped into the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oops, whatever. That's all I can physically read. <laughs> <laughs> I had one more shot. Um, yeah. One of her, Riley, first takes the, the pills, the three of them. She goes on the merry-go-round, yes. and the camera's following her, spinning around, and you just happen to see one of the Cenobites. That yeah. one's really good. Yeah, I like yeah, that too. Nice I also even like the intro shot of the city. As much as it looked really, like, dumpy and dirty, like, the cinematography was still mm -hmm. nice. Like, it looked good. Um, favorite costumes and outfits. Mine goes to Riley. She just wears a bunch of comfy stuff and hippie outfits. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I guess, of course, the Cenobites are in this category. They are all designed so well. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I put the Hell Priestess down as one of the best and revamped outfits mm-hmm. of this whole movie. I love that. In this movie, like in the old one, it was leather that was like separating his, that was like holding them together. And then this time, it looks like skin is just hold, like is holding her together pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was an excellent brand new look for it. There's a fun fact about that, actually, as to why they did it that way instead. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) So many good fun facts coming up. (laughs) Yeah, I found some decent ones for this movie. Nice. Um, I also wrote down the the Cenobites and how they looked and um, Riley's comfy outfits as well. And I put Joey in a muscle tank. Um, Oh, that was nice. Yeah. I also really like the gasp. I know that's like a whole new Cenobite design. Yes, she is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I like the Ace Fix too. I know I wrote it down in my uh, in my special effects, but like when her hands reach out and they kind of split in the two. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a cool looking design. Yes. <laughs> um, do you guys have memorable lines? Do we want to take turns? Do we have a lot? I have six. Six, okay. We can go in a circle. Do you want to start? Sure. So I was going to write down the whole poem from Colin at the beginning when they're in bed together, but I just wrote the ending. It was, she was the universe. I think that was really pretty. <laughs> yeah. I like that too, actually. Um, I put down when he says, I love you. And then she says, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yes. ooh. laughs> um what did i put i put matt i put uh did you did you turn down the tv just to hear us argue <laughs> that I part have, was funny <laughs> i have that one too <laughs> um then my next one is from serena at the hospital she said um angels he called them you think a devil would know a devil i wrote that one too <laughs> i like that one um, I also have you guys just heard us fucking, and then they're all like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> um, I have um, save your breath for screaming. Oh, I have that one too. That one's great. That's good. Yeah. Um, um, next one. Gifts cannot be ungiven, only exchanged for pinhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I have enough is a myth. I was going to write that one, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm out of lines. Okay. Gotcha. I've got one more, which is, of course, the, oh, yes, we have such sights to show you. Yeah, I have that one, too. <laughs> I was going to put that one down, but I'm like, how can you have a Hellraiser remake without putting We're going to have that one. <laughs> um, my last one, then, is take them, we set them free. Yes, everything the Cenobite said in this one is very good. Yeah. Um, do you guys have lines disliked? I didn't. Yeah, me neither. I have two lines of dialogue. Mm, give it to us. Um, and they're right after each other. Um, I can't remember. I think it was Colin says, what did you do? And then Riley says, I hit the switch. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I don't remember either. <laughs> I, I just... I just remembered hearing him and I was like 
<laughs> Why? Why does this need to be thrown in there? But <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> um, favorite kills. Ooh. So <laughs> mine is gonna be Nora whenever she was torn apart in the back of the van. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, the way she was contorted backwards with the chains and the pin going through her throat was uh Yeah, yeah it messed with her uh, voice box as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ren? Um, I have Kent with the opening scene. Um, I really love that you can hear him being tortured, you can see him being thrown around, and then you can see him being tied up, but you can't really make out exactly what's happening. It's all in the foreground as you see Roland praying to the the figuration. So I really liked how it was teasing you of what is to come, pretty much. Yes, it was the perfect first kill, and you could hear those chains rattling. It was so good. Yeah. I thought his name was Joey. Oh, sorry, Joey. I thought you said his name was Kent. I said that? Not that long ago. I sorry. So. I don't know. Whoever the open... <laughs> oh, you know, it, it is Joey. It's because his name is Kit Clark in real life. That's probably why oh. you're getting confused. <laughs> sorry. Oh, it's okay. So Joey's death. Yeah. I wrote that one too. I actually liked all the scenes where people get pulled up in chains. Um, mm-hmm. But I actually picked Chatter Teeth being ripped apart. <laughs> oh, yes. That came out of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. just so violent. Yeah. That, that was also my second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect a Cenobite to die in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. That was so really know, smart. I didn't know that was in the rules. <laughs> I didn't know they could do that. <laughs> um, do you guys have a least favorite kill? Because I left it blank. Um, I said Matt, the brother, just because it was off screen. And yes, we do hear him screaming and stuff in the bathroom, but I wish we saw just a little bit. True, true. I would actually, I'm, that's my least favorite too now. <laughs> that was also mine. Show us, show us everything. <laughs> well, that's a Hellraiser movie. Like, mm-hmm. lean into it hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Gore Factor and Special Effects. I thought it was fantastic. There was all the torture and exposed flesh, and well, it was really good. Yeah, I agree. I love when you see Matt in the mirror and he's all skinned, like when she's mm-hmm. hugging him and her hand goes into into him. Okay. Yes, <laughs> and I had every single time someone got their hand stabbed, it looks so painful. Yeah, the gash I agree. right in the middle of the And then when um. Matt has his hand running under the water and there's just blood pouring out mm-hmm. of it. It was really gross. <laughs> yeah, and that sink bubbling with blood. I think it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this new box. Um, I love how it has a mind of its own. It's got like, I believe it was what, six, six different figurations? Yes, and I noted that down somewhere. I said the box feels like its own character. Yeah, it's it really does. pretty. It definitely does in this movie, which I really liked. Um, all the new Cenobites, their new designs or revamped designs look incredible. Um, they're beautiful yet horrifying. Um, I put down I love the box twice. That's how much I like it. Um, <laughs> I just love that box. <laughs> I love it too. It's so improved. I watched the first one not long ago. And the box looks really light and you know, it looks like a prop, but in this one, it looks like it has weight to it. It looks really good. Yeah, and I like the subtle, like, we have 
I literally have it like right here. Oh, uh, ah, that's like, awesome! <laughs> I do like the new uh, the new designs on it too, even knowing they are like similar. But I just find there's more detail in this new one. Mm-hmm. It looks really elegant. Yes, and I, I do like all like the single gashes that people get in their hands. I find mm-hmm. they all look very 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 good. And Sammy brought up the the skin the, the skinned back. Mm-hmm. Oh, was I ever banking? on a fully skinned brother at the end of this movie yeah yeah. i was i thought that that's where this was gonna lead well that's where it was supposed to go but like i was banking on that so much and i was hoping that that would lead into a sequel where it kind of takes more premise from the original film where it's um the the stepwife is trying to bring back her husband's brother who who was also in the box and then he comes back and he's skinned and the only way he can come back come back fully regenerated is if he drinks the blood of people so she lures in people um for him to kill and that's how he slowly gets his muscle back so then he skins his brother in order to have skin again I, mm-hmm. I was really banking on that maybe making a sequel hint idea but denied <laughs> <laughs> Um, storyline and pacing um i said i loved it um from the beginning it's pretty engaging with the mystery and a point that i really like is a flawed protagonist and we get that with riley she makes some pretty bad decisions but i still love her yeah Mm -hmm. i agree i um i love the tie-in with addiction just like evil dead 2013 it's like they're high so like are these things actually happening well i guess in mia's case she was withdrawing but like are these things actually happening to them or like is it just like the drugs or whatever messing with them like i love that kind of story um again cinnabites aren't really my thing maybe i have to give it another watch um for it to win me over a little more um and I like the house that has all the buttons, like all the different things that, uh, like, I guess, like, doors that close yeah. and open and stuff. That was really cool. How oh, it's a trap, me and you. We both like those traps. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I said that the twist with um, Trevor was unexpected. And the, like Brendan said, the movie is long. And maybe if we had watched it all last night, but we were too tired. Maybe if mm-hmm. we had watched it all last night, it would have felt a little too long maybe the reasoning that it didn't is because we did split it up um so it's hard to say if it felt too long or not like it kept my interest up until the end so I thought it was paced pretty well yeah I think there's a pretty good um pacing with the kills too how they're spread out through the movie mm-hmm. keeps it going yeah um I think the story is a very good revamp um for a remake it kind of combines a hellraiser movie mixed with what i was going to go with was the ring um because it's mystery primarily first over blood and gore mm-hmm. um and it brings out real light realistic characters i would say for the most part um um some of the i have one complaint really with the story which is that that's not how safes work how they broke it open 
Um, <laughs> with the sledgehammer, yes. Yeah, and the little <laughs> dial just pops off, and then it's, oh, it's open. Um, <laughs> there's also kind of like a bad effect there. There's no like showing a bar going in or out or being broken off or anything like that to actually seal this safe. So I was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering if they're going to get to a point where they just tried to open it and it would just open by itself, like it was never locked. I actually would have <laughs> preferred that. Yeah. Um, the backstabbing boyfriend was a nice twist, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. and then the wishes thing at the end, um, kind of threw me for a loop here because I figured that it would just be one wish and that'd be, you'd have to do it all over again. But for some reason, Roman is able to almost, he's almost able to, I know that it's, he exchanges it and maybe that's how they get around the rule. Um, but yeah, he kind of, I thought he was going to take her wish and that was going to be it. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So he couldn't make another wish. He might've been able to make another wish, but instead he decided to exchange it for the Leviathan figuration, which I believe was power. Mm -hmm. Um, um, so I believe with that one too, it looks like he was becoming a Cenobite at the end of the movie, I believe. Yes. That's kind of what I was getting getting from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I said that I would wish I would have got to have seen a completely skinned alive person in this day and age, um, <laughs> in a Hellraiser movie, I did like that she said no to the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm I, so happy she chose that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was even like a good, like you expect her to say yes, right? But it was a decent twist that she decided to say no and just live with the the guilt um, with uh, everything that's happened. And I really liked the Cenobites' answers to that, which was like, uh, so you're choosing to live with all this guilt of everything that's everybody that's died around you and everything that's happened and your suffering is just only going to begin. Yeah, that was, uh, I just got chills when you said that. That was uh, really depressing. (laughs) Yes, I love that ending to it, too. And that ties in really well with the addiction storyline, too. How she has to say no, but live with all that regret. Yeah, 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 I didn't even think about that. Good point. Yeah, so that's what I got for storyline. All right, we'll move into favorite scenes. We can take turns again if you guys have lots or... Um, I do have quite a few, but I didn't know any of them down because I've seen it five times. I've got it memorized <laughs> pretty well. Um, but all of them, they're all shot so well. I'm gonna have to say my first favorite scene is Matt being taken at the bathroom, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I love anytime the gates to hell, hell gates, whatever you want to call them, opened up, because they would open up anywhere and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely like that, too. Um, do you want me to go? Sure. Um, I went with the opening scene. I thought it was very uh engaging and created a really good mystery of to what's act like what's going on, um, and what's going to happen within the movie. Um, yeah, and I thought it was really beautifully shot too. I really liked that yeah. whole se- sequence. Um, I put the intro scene of the main characters in the apartment because we kind of got to know the dynamics of everyone and I just thought it was uh, well done for introducing characters. Mm-hmm. Is 
Okay, hold on. Sorry, tangent. Is Nora a roommate? Uh, is she roommate or just a friend saying there? She is around all the time, so I'm going to say roommate. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't I'm sure. Just wondering how big this apartment build apartment is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have another favorite scene, Miki? Um, I'm gonna say, um, what was it, Serena at the hospital? Her chase scene, I guess, was pretty good too. Again, with the hallways opening up and the Cenobites surrounding her, that yeah. was really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like uh, Nora wandering around in the uh, kind of hidden tunnel system within the building of the yeah. estate. Ooh, yes, that was we... really claustrophobic. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was really good. And then just seeing the silhouette of Roland, even though you don't know it's him, but like seeing the silhouette just standing there and chasing her was really good. I thought it was a very effective scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I have the scene where Riley's taking the pills and playing with the puzzle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really somber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine's a bit further along, but um, whenever they get one of the Cenobites trapped behind the gates to the mansion, and they're, like, pushing it closed, and then I think, what was it, the Weeper, the really dark Cenobite, the way its hands split open, that scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I really like that one, too. Mm -hmm. um, I also really like the reveal of Roland still being alive and then him having that contraption device attached to him yeah I like the quick cuts to it and showing it it's almost like pulling i want to say it's like it's not in his intestines but i, I think it's like he's, it's almost like pulling veins it's yeah. his nerve system and yes it looks terrifying <laughs> yeah it was really gross <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have Matt waking up from the dream with the hooks and chains pulling him up. That was a really good transition there. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Um, I like the part with the Cenobites all surrounding the mansion towards the end again. Yeah. Now they're all just like waiting right outside. Yeah. Um, I don't have any more favorite scenes written down because I was trying to pay too much attention to what was happening <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, I only have one more. I have um, the wires wrapped around Colin. Oh, oh the razor wires. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that, that was good. Painful. I doubt it tickled. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> My only other thing is at the end with the Leviathan coming down from the ceiling. Oh, yeah. It looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I also like when uh, he's in that little, he's kind of on that uh, Jesus Christ pose thing. Yes, while he's being in. tortured. Yeah, and then he just constantly has stuff. Like, it almost looks like he's going through, like, he's going into hyperspace in Star Wars. So he has all <laughs> the kind of trippy visuals kind of floating at him and stuff. And then his eyes mm -hmm. go pure black. I thought that was really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys have any least favorite scenes? I don't. Not that I can recall. Pardon? No, actually, I don't either. I have one, but it's not that it's a bad scene. The scene is really well done. Um, it's when Riley comes home drunk and Matt kicks her out. It was just really hard to watch. It was really sad. <laughs> oh, yes. It was really believable. Yeah. <laughs> it felt very painful for Riley. 
yeah especially just because he loves her so much and he's just giving her some tough love i guess (laughs) yeah as soon as he started he started to raise his voice but he cut himself off to say i love you to riley and i thought that was a really good detail yeah yeah that scene was hard to watch so it's not even a least favorite scene like it's it's a well done scene but it was it was just hard it was sad (laughs) it was sad (laughs) um the killer category what do you guys think of the killers i've wrote down perfect no complaints because (laughs) all of the updated signs they are gorgeous and terrifying (laughs) yeah i uh I put that they all looked really cool. Um, I also added Roland in this a little bit. I just said he's crazy. Um, (laughs) And I just put a little too sci-fi for me. Kind of. Kind of. Like the Cenobites kind of remind me of like. I don't know. (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy characters. Or like. Uh, It's like avatars a little bit. they're just like out of this world weird (laughs) but like i liked i like what they are all about the whole pain and torture thing but Mm -hmm. it's just yeah like i said a little sci-fi for me but they're cool they're cool yeah (laughs) i have to ask what are your guys's favorite cenobites i like the chatter teeth i think Mm -hmm. yeah mine's definitely the gasp yeah the wheezing sound she makes is terrifying yeah i don't know a whole lot about them all because i haven't seen like all the ogs so the only ones i really remember are the gasp chatter teeth and pinhead because they focus on those ones a lot (laughs) (laughs) i definitely like all the new updated looks but um i think the new pinhead looked great and i i too am a big fan of the gasp and that's design um (laughs) with the hand splitting open just sold it for me i'm like that is so wicked mm-hmm. it was really well done yeah and then and how she like gestures over too with both hands split and oh it just threw me for a loop and i like that she was like a completely different color from everybody else because she's like blue mm-hmm. and everybody else is still kind of skin colored um there's that other cinnabite too that i liked that like has like it, it, it's super like docile until it's almost like released if you know what i mean like the one that like is the same is it one. the ace fix the one with the skin like pulled back from her face and yes. tied back yes yeah. that one is terrifying and her arms are up in the razor wire yeah yeah i really mm-hmm. like that one too because i was like what is this cinemite doing and then it's like released like a wild dog and it just fucking yes the them. way it chases them is so scary yeah it freaked me out <laughs> the way um, the face was wrapped kind of reminded me of like a nurse from silent hill a little bit yes me too and whenever it's um trying to squeeze through the gate and it rips its skin off yeah. <laughs> um i'd also like to add that to the killers i like that there's uh there's a story behind the figuration now and um seven stage six stages of i wouldn't say hell or anything like that but there's like seven stages in order to get to the the prize which is you get to make a wish with the god of this alternate alternate dimension um i thought that was a really unique way to freshen up this franchise where before it was 
oh, we're just seeking pleasures through this box and that was it. And now you're kind of, you're given even like a list of wishes you could make, like resurrection, knowledge, uh, power, um, pleasure, I think was one too. I don't know how many I named. I know I'm missing a couple, but I really liked that aspect of it all and how they're kind of like, you know, um, the it'd be like a bad genie wishes. So like if you make a wish, it, the the wish is going to, turn it's it's not gonna it's gonna be like the opposite of what you kind of wish for i guess it'd be like bad yeah i love everything they did about that new box all the different configurations yeah Mm -hmm. and it does it like um warps your wish so you get it but not in the way you were hoping (laughs) yes that's how i was trying to explain it that was Mm -hmm. perfect (laughs) careful what you wish for exactly Um, scary rating out of 10. How scary would you guys rate this one? So, um, I live in a house with two roommates and one of the roommates' friends was coming over while I was watching this and it was the scene where Nora is being torn apart in the back of the van (laughs) and she looked at me like I was a psycho. So I'm going to have to say (laughs) probably like an 8 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Brendan? I'm going to go with the 5. I think the gore is really, really well done in this, and uh, it's very well for some jump scares, but I don't even really remember any jump scares that stuck out to me um, specifically. But it's super gory, so if people are set off by gore, there's a good amount in this movie. Um, And it's very dark, so if you watch it in the dark, you might get a little scared. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) It's definitely probably, really tense. I'd probably go with a five or six as well. Um, based off of just like all the torture and stuff. Like you said, your friend caught that scene and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, like, it's definitely a little sadistic. Mm-hmm. Um, rewatchability and would you recommend this movie? Rewatchability, 100% yes, because once you know the twist with Trevor, you start to pick up on the small things that he was guiding her towards making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I say very rewatchable, and yes, I would recommend it 1,000%. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Brandon? Um, I'm going to say rewatchability is a yes. Now, I already want to rewatch this movie because when we watched the second half of it this morning, I was having some difficulty seeing. Yeah. So <laughs> I would like to go back and rewatch it um, just to see if I missed anything specifically. But then again, yes, you get to go back and rewatch and see points to see Tre- Trevor's, uh, see him slipping up in certain spots or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely recommend this because I believe this is probably... Now, I haven't watched the Hellraiser movies in a long time, but um, I believe this is probably up there. And like For me, the first two are the best ones, but this is definitely up there. And I can't remember any of the past other sequels being that good. Mm-hmm. So this is probably in like the top three for the Hellraiser movies of like the entire franchise, which isn't saying much, but it's saying because <laughs> there's like twelve of them. So, um, rewatchability for me, maybe to like you said, because you said you can see more of Trevor slipping up. Um, I'm not big on rewatching movies, and because I said this one isn't necessarily 100% my thing, it might not be too, too, too rewatchable. Um. But yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I think 
every horror fan should give it a shot. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit dark and one of the heavier kind of films to watch because of the themes. But yeah, I've definitely rewatched it. This is the fifth time. So yeah. Um, so we'll get into our final movie rating scale then. So for people tuning in that have not listened before, we rate our movies out of five with emojis. So a one out of five will be a poop emoji. Two out of five is the eye roll emoji. Then we have an okay emoji, thumbs up emoji, and a 100 emoji. Um, if you're somewhere in between, you can say a high thumbs up or a low thumbs up. Um, but yeah, what would you rate this movie, Miki? I don't think it's any surprise that I do really like this one. It's really beautiful. It's dark, the way it's shot and lit, everything beautiful. Um, I'm going to have to say a high thumbs up. Not quite 100, but high thumbs up. All right. Brandon? It took my rating. That's exactly what it was going to be. Is a high <laughs> thumbs up. Yes. Actually, <laughs> it was going to be just a, a thumbs up until we got to talking about it. And Miki, thank you. You pointed out so much that I missed. Um, yes. But I definitely uh, will definitely rewatch this, and I highly recommend it. Um, I think it's, like I said, probably one of the best films since the original um, in the franchise. So skip all those other ones um, and just go watch the first one and then watch watch the first two. <laughs> and then come back and watch this one. Yes, that sounds great. <laughs> Um, I was originally going to give it a high okay based off it not being totally my thing, but actually discussing it, I think I'll give it a low thumbs up. I do think it is really well done and I love all the gore, <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> but just based off it totally not being my thing, it'll be a low thumbs up for me. Oh, I respect it. Pretty nice. <laughs> not bad, Migi, not bad. Miggy, I'm going to get her to rewatch and go make her watch all the older <laughs> ones and the sequels, and then we'll get, it, we'll get her to change her score. I'd say the, the first two originals are perfect. The third one, I can still find some fun in it, but it's not great. Yeah, see, I can make it up to, like, four is pretty good. Like, four is space. Even if it being, like, in space, <laughs> like, I still had a good time watching it. But then after that, yeah. like, it's just it's just fucking pinhead short uh shoehorned into other movies that had nothing to do with pinhead but it's gonna yeah, be like, yeah we're just gonna really bad crime thrillers yeah <laughs> see i love all the the like torture aspects and the the inflicting pain and all that but i think i'm just a little bit more a fan of human killers in movies rather than whatever these are cinephytes yes I com- <laughs> i'm completely the opposite though i've okay. been such a fan of creature design for so long yeah. and all of these just made my heart so happy <laughs> brendan likes creatures as well yeah, i'm a creature creature guy <laughs> i think maybe i like human just because maybe it's a little more realistic for me <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but i can appreciate uh your your liking <laughs> creatures <laughs> Uh, we can get into fun facts then. Ooh, Ooh I've been so excited about this. <laughs> Yay. Oh, you teased hard. They better be good. <laughs> now I'm nervous they're not going to live up to the expectations. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Doug Bradley, who originated the role of the Hell Priest leads in a bite pinhead, had this to say about Jamie Clayton's take in a Twitter post. I'm a bit blown away by this. The clever redesign of the makeup, the shimmer of the pinhead's the palette whatever the keyhole locket uh 
trachotomy i don't know what that says uh thing is at the throat it's simple subtle disturbing and sexy everything it should be peace and pain doug i did not see that coming (laughs) i love that he's supportive of it though and i completely agree with all of his points Mm-hmm. definitely me too but and we've heard some bad things about doug bradley <laughs> i don't know much about him so <laughs> yeah. well we heard he was rough to meet at cons so oh right Forgot about yeah, that. So yeah. i was a little surprised we're gonna meet him on in june though <laughs> Ooh, where at uh niagara falls comic-con oh fun i did not know he was gonna be there interesting yes he, yes, he is all right <laughs> Um, this movie was filmed in Belgrade, Serbia. Um, cues of composer Christopher Young's original score from the original Hellraiser and Hellbound Hellraiser 2 feature in the film, which Brendan brought up a little bit. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was really, once you pointed it out, I realized it, but the gongs in the background, yeah. Uh, the d- idea of the pin-covered head Cenobite being female isn't as new as some viewers thought. Already in the original novella, The Hellbound Heart, the corresponding Cenobite was said to have a feminine voice, the only clue to a possible gender a human could perceive, making this movie truer to the text. Have you guys read the book? No. I didn't I even have. know it was a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really short book. I read it in one sitting. It's a novella, but it's, yeah, this design, I think, is closer to what was described in the book. Is the book good? The book is very good. Is it um, <laughs> graphic? Uh, definitely. Clive Barker doesn't shy away from violence. <laughs> All right. I might have to uh, download that. <laughs> I tried awesome. to find it for you on hard copy, but I haven't been able to find it. Oh, really? Around. Yeah, I've tried looking in, like, uh, thrift stores and stuff like that oh yeah, i'm gonna look for that now um where did i leave off jamie clayton could barely move while in costume as pinhead as it was very heavy and tight on her body just hearing that makes me claustrophobic <laughs> yeah it looks fantastic have you guys ever watched that old show face off the like the movie or the show the tv show it's all about the prosthetic makeup behind the scenes and stuff and I can only oh. imagine how long it takes to apply that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I haven't watched it, but I've heard some pretty wild about like Jim Carrey was stuck in a chair for like eight hours while applying the <laughs> yes. I have an answer for how long it took to apply it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Throughout this whole episode, I'm like, I got an answer for you. <laughs> Um, when Riley first enters Voight's manor and digs through the, his papers, we have brief shots of various drawings, many of which being actually per- portraits of all the Cenobites, including those we haven't seen yet, such as the mother, the pregnant Cenobite. Um, yes, I did notice that because I love the creature design. And you do see the mother for a split second in the hospital. Yeah, okay. See, that's like st- st- reasons why I would go back and rewatch to like watch those <laughs> little things. Um, Bruckner and the crew reached out to Bradley to make a cameo appearance in the film, but Bradley declined for two reasons. First, potential complications with the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. And secondly, his desire to leave his pinhead performances legacy intact, a decision Bruckner and his crew accepted. You wanted to leave it intact. I was going to say, yeah, it kind of broke a while ago. Well, a long <laughs> time ago. <laughs> Holy Jesus. If he thinks it's intact, uh, he might be getting too old. 
<laughs> um, here's one for you. It took four hours to apply the makeup to all of the actors playing Cenobites and around 45 minutes to an hour to remove it all. Oh, jeez. Four yeah. hours. Four hours still isn't that bad compared to some people. Mm-hmm. Like those makeup chairs for hours or 12 hours or however long. Four yeah, not being able to long. even move, though. <laughs> yeah, I would hate that. <laughs> Um, Trevor finding a partially stocked bar offers Nora a drink with what's your pleasure directly quoting a major line from the earlier films I fucking miss that wasn't it Julia from the second one that said that when she was trying to seduce another man mm, oh wait so. no was it the first one because yeah she's seducing men in the first it, one too it, it was the first one because Julia is the skinned in the second one. In the second one, yes. Back. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was uh when she was at the airport bar. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um in October 2008, the Hollywood reporter announced that the cup had passed to Pascal L- Logier, L- Logier. Logier, uh, I think. Yeah, who directed mm-hmm. Martyrs to write and direct this dream project. Clive Barker is now reported as saying it's becoming it's become a reconfiguring rather than a remake. March 2009 brought a treatment heading Barker's way for his thoughts, but in June 2009 Clive mentioned that Logier is no longer directing. I would have loved to see what they would have done with it though, because they of course don't shy away from torture either. <laughs> yeah, I know. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I would admit that almost would have been a perfect directing choice. Mm-hmm. But I almost want to see it. <laughs> I hear he's like incredibly difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's kind of why. Uh, well, he did cause an actress to have thirty stitches in her face too, right? Oh, that Joseph. story instant go slam that story is so sad and she had so much trouble trying to find a job afterwards yeah she's got like this huge scar on her cheek now you you told me that fun fact sam what what fun (laughs) fact was that i don't remember incident in a ghost land remember the movie right yeah i love that movie yeah the blonde (laughs) girl oh you know she's banging on the window and she actually got cut on the side of her face oh and she was told it was safe when really it wasn't. Oh, okay. I remember that now. It's rec- Yeah, it's coming back to me. Yeah, I was going to say, it's going to come back. So. <laughs> uh, the man who first opens the puzzle box says his name is Joey. Joey is also the name of the protagonist in Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Hmm. <laughs> okay. The second horror reboot of a famous 80s slasher franchise of demons to utilize a recovering female drug addict as its lead protagonist, following Jane Levy's Mia in Evil Dead 2013. Yes, that's all I could think about while I was watching it. Me too. As soon as I googled um, Hellraiser 2022 the other day and I saw that she was going to be an addict, I instantly thought of Evil Dead. I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm intrigued as to how they do this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, in place of the Cenobites clothing in the original franchise being PVC fetish wear and forms of latex, the clothing of the reboot Cenobites, including Pinhead and Chatterer, is their mutilated flesh disjointed into body coverage, separated by their protruding muscle tissue. It was decided by David Bruckner and Clive Barker early on that the Cenobites would appear as they were originally depicted in Barker's novella, The Hellbound Heart, as both felt the BDSM scene, which inspired the Cenobites' wardrobe, was too mainstream now to be as effective as it was in 1987. 
Yeah, they used all that fetish wear in the old one because it was so outlandish and disgusting. But yeah, I love the update to it where it's just their flesh. Yeah. Um, the word lament means to grieve. This makes sense with regard to the end of the film as the main character chooses a life of grief as opposed to asking for a favor from the Cenobites. Hence, the puzzle box goes back to its original form, the grief stage. Yes. Uh, and that's yeah. all I got for you. <laughs> I like those. those were good. Yes. Um. So, our next episode... <laughs> I don't know what it is yet. Ooh, <laughs> exciting. I love surprises. <laughs> we have had scheduled weeks for months, and I'm oh, saying boy. months, <laughs> and you were the last person scheduled. Um, <laughs> and this is the first time where we're like, we don't know what movie we're going to do. And it's kind of nice to not have anything set in stone so we can just do whatever our mood is like mm -hmm. into, right? So. We're going to uh, probably talk about it tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, we'll post it on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but I want to say thank you so much for coming on and You're wanting to join us. Thank you for having me on. I've been looking forward to it ever since we scheduled it. I've been so excited. Awesome. awesome. Do you want to join us for the After Hours pod after this? Sure, of course. Yeah, you have time? Yeah? Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. So if anyone wants to hear the After Hours episode go join our patreon <laughs> oh, it's worth it 100 percent. <laughs> oh thank you uh before we say goodbye do you want to plug your twitter account one more time for the listeners sure for whatever reason michelle you want to see what i retweet that is at <laughs> cheesy Miki with eyes instead of what's awesome brendan you want to plug ours i will try my best to get it right this time uh, yep um our name is our life in horror and you can find us on instagram tiktok and twitter and now we have a patreon account where you guys can sign up interact with us um well you can interact with us, with us on anything <laughs> but um you can uh we do after hours episodes and we try to do bonus episodes that are was uh patreon picked um yeah, and you guys can send us an email at Our Life in Horror for any uh, critiques. If you guys want to come on, anybody that wants to be interviewed, if you're in the biz, send us a message. You can, let's, let's get talking. Um, <laughs> you can tell I still haven't written a script for my outros yet, but thank you so much for <laughs> listening. <all> right. Thanks for <laughs> listening, guys. Stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs>